fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you listen to the press, oh, we've got him now. <laughs> uh, how many times have we heard this? Today is a big day because today, Michael Cohen, who is a lying piece of crap scumbag, uh, who we have been on the record on this program, you know, even during the election, saying Michael Cohen is a lying piece of crap scumbag that you can't trust. Now, the media who hated him loves him. And he's going to testify. And he's got some evidence. Mm, Does he? We're going to go over what he's going to talk about in about an hour in front of Congress and how how we can predict exactly what the press is going to say. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Want to talk to you a little bit about LifeLock passwords. You I, 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 can't, I can't stand passwords. I just can't stand passwords. Um, you know, I'm gladly giving away my fingerprint at this point. <laughs> yeah, Google needs my fingerprint, a blood test. They need to know all my deep, dark secrets. They want access to all my pictures. Fine, I just don't want to have to remember a password. But passwords are really, really uh, uh, important. LifeLock advises you if you don't currently use long, complex, unique passwords with at least 20 random mixed characters, then you should stop. Or you should start right now. Uh, I don't know about you, but I ain't close to 20 random mixed characters. Because uh, there's not a chance I would remember and be able to get into any of my devices. Anyway, passwords from 2.2 billion accounts have just been breached. It's worth remembering that you have to have different passwords. Or you could kind of make your life a little bit easier by just uh, subscribing to lifelock.com. Use the promo code Beck and you're going to save 10%. These guys are the ones who are watching uh, data breaches. They're the ones watching you in particular to make sure that if your information is being sold on the dark web or if it is being used in any way that they notify you right away and say, hey, by the way, you're not the one selling your information on the dark web, are you? (laughs) You're like, no. Good, we'll take care of it. If something does go wrong, they have uh, in-country, U.S.-based specialists that work to fix it. That's worth more money than you can possibly imagine, and it is certainly worth the money that you're going to pay monthly for LifeLock.com to protect you. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the best in the business, and now you can save by going to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. That's LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK or 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK. I have asked the committee to ensure that my family be protected from presidential threats. And the committee be sensitive to the questions pertaining to ongoing investigations. I'm here under oath to correct the record, to answer the committee's questions truthfully and offer the American people what I know about President Trump. I recognize that some of you may have doubt and attack on my credibility. Yeah, every American, both Republican, Democrat, in the press, out of the press, everyone should have deep questions about this man's credibility. This guy has been a weasel, I think, probably since birth. 
He is a bad, bad guy. If you remember, one of our problems, in fact, one of our biggest problems with Donald Trump and the reason why we said you can't trust him is because he used to always say, I've got the best people around me. And they were the worst people. In particular, Cohen was one of them at the top of our list. Mm -hmm. Bannon was at the top of our list. Um, uh, Roger Stone. Roger Stone mm. was at the top of the list. You had Manafort. Manafort. Mm-hmm. And we told you all of the things that were going to happen because of these people. Now that these people are gone, it's a lot better. But it's these people that have gotten him into so much hot water and so much trouble. They were not trustworthy then. They're not trustworthy now. So... What does the testimony of Michael Cohen even mean? Nothing. Nothing. Unless he has evidence, which they say he's going to be preventing, uh, presenting evidence. Uh, I, you know, we'll wait and see. I, I've heard a lot of things, too. And monkeys will fly out of your butt when they actually, when the media starts to get things right on this case. Um, so what is he going to be talking about today? Yeah, and I'm glad you set it up that way because it's important to uh, – you see that a lot of people who were you know, big Trump defenders in the media were saying Michael Cohen was a great guy, and now they're saying he's a terrible guy. Mm-hmm. And the media was all saying Michael Cohen was a terrible guy, and now they're saying he's a great guy. Now they're all over him as the most credible person in the entire universe – he has never been credible. If, if, if what he goes to prison for is one one-thousandth of the crimes he's committed in his life, I would be stunned. Me too. Uh, so, Me too. I mean, you cannot take anything that he says seriously unless mm-hmm. he has si- si- uh, significant evidence to back it up. Mm-hmm. But maybe we should go through this. I mean, look, yeah, everyone's going to be talking about it, and you should know what's in it. And we have, um, we have uh, uh, Jason Buttrill in, uh, with us, and, and Jason is going to be uh, monitoring... In hour number two, he's going to be monitoring the testimony, so he's listening. It's so so we don't have to, and we're having <laughs> we're you have this show, so you don't have to do it. So we we are passing the buck, uh, and we're giving it to Jason, our head researcher, to just to follow, and we'll break in if there's anything big. I'm thrilled personally because you usually have to read like a 500 page report. Right. So now I just have to listen to it. <laughs> so this, is right. awesome. this is easy. This is easy. Uh, so what we have here is a 20-page uh, document. It is from Michael Cohen. It is uh, reportedly, by all uh, by all accounts, his prepared uh, opening statement today yeah. in, in the testimony. So He maybe- says he's ashamed. He's ashamed of his failings. He's ashamed of his weakness. He's ashamed of his misplaced loyalty. He's ashamed of the things I did for Mr. Trump. I'm ashamed that I chose to take part in concealing Mr. Trump's illicit acts. I'm ashamed that because I know what Mr. Trump is— He's, I'm quoting, he's a racist, he's a con man, he's a cheat. And that's kind of the setup of it. I guess you can, why don't we go through each claim? Sure. And sure. You, I, maybe you can tell me, Glenn, do you think the Amer- this is a, going to be effective with the American yep. people? How yep. do they react to yep. this? Yep. All right. Uh, I'll go to, let's start here. Um, he first starts off with the BuzzFeed report, which was about how Michael Cohen was told specifically from Donald Trump to lie to Congress. Uh, Cohen refutes that at some level. He says, Mr. Trump did not directly tell me to lie to Congress. That's not how he operates. In conversations we had during the campaign, at the same time I was uh, actively negotiating in Russia for him, he would look me in the eye and tell me there's no business in Russia and then go out and lie to the American people by saying the same thing. In his way, he was telling me to lie. 
Well, I believe that to be true, but I don't think the American people are going to care. And we've this, this has already come out, right? Like we yeah, know that he said there was no business in Russia, and he did have the, the signed letter of intent. That's all come out. So, is there anybody? I mean, when people said, "I'm not do. electing a pope; I'm electing a president," yeah, he, he, what you were really saying was, "Look, I know this guy is dirty, but I don't care." The New York real estate business is known right. For it's these shady. Things, right? It's yeah. dirty. Yeah. So I don't think. I think. To me, it matters, okay? But it mattered during the election. American, Americans made their choice, and they chose it's been, to, to go with a guy who they knew was shady. It's been priced in, right, yeah. on Donald so Trump, so I don't right? think this is going to matter. Okay. Um, there were at least a half dozen times uh, between the Iowa caucus in January 2016 and the end of June where he would ask me, how is it going in Russia? Again, insinuating that he was all over this the entire time and then lied about it. But again, that's kind of kind of what we know about that. Um Another one that's interesting is he says, you need to know Mr. Trump's personal lawyers reviewed and edited my statement to Congress about the timing of the Moscow negotiations before I gave it, saying it was not his own lie, but the lawyers actually, um, I guess, uh, were part of this. He's essentially accusing the lawyers of intentionally uh, you know, lying to Congress as well. They're approving his statements. Um, he says again, to be clear, Mr. Trump knew of and directed the Trump Moscow negotiations throughout the campaign and lied about it. He lied about it because he never expected to win the election. He also lied about it because he stood to make hundreds of millions of dollars on the Moscow real estate project. Anything new there that you think would be nope. impactful? Nope. Yeah, I don't think so either. Nope. Um, okay. You're the one who raised your hand. The other attorneys did not. Mm -hmm. You raised your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, he says uh, he, uh, Trump never expected to win the primary, never expected to win the election. The campaign for him was always a marketing opportunity. I agree with that. Um, he, he also says that Trump would often say the campaign was going to be the greatest infomercial in political history. I agree with that. Um, but again, not impactful, I don't think, no. on the administration in no. any way. Um, he says, I knew early on that it would, uh, Trump would direct me to lie further uh, to further his business interests. I'm ashamed to say... That when it was for a real estate mogul in the private sector, I considered it trivial. As the president, I consider it significant and dangerous. This is I a, don't believe that at all. This is the type of thing where you can't believe Cohen at no, all. They don't believe he, him at all. Lying is his first language. Yeah. Okay? His first. And he has no credibility. You can't when he has these little moral moments throughout this thing, I don't take any of that seriously. Nope. I think right now he's decided this is the no. thing he wants to do, which no. is uh, you know, take down Donald Trump with some things that may be true, some things that may not. The bottom line is though. That's his motivation now, and it should be seen through that lens. This is a, this is a this is a mobster that would say, you know, when I was killing, you know, when I was killing uh, Vito the Shark and uh, Tommy <laughs> Tommy Knuckles, uh, I didn't have a problem with it. But as soon as I had to kill, you know, their wives, well, then I really had a problem. Look, killing is killing, yeah, man. right. Killing is killing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tommy Knuckles, I like that. Okay, uh, a lot of people have asked me whether, whether Mr. Trump knew about the release of hacked Democratic National Committee emails ahead of time. The answer is yes. So this is another one where, okay, this has been one of the big accusations. Is there any evidence of this? Here's what he says. In July 2016, days before the Democratic convention, I was in Mr. Trump's office when his secretary announced Roger Stone was on the phone. Mr. Trump put uh, Mr. Stone on the speakerphone. Mr. Stone told Mr. Trump that he had just gotten off the phone with Julian Assange and Mr. Assange told Stone that within a couple of days, there would be a massive dump of emails that would damage Hillary Clinton's campaign. Mr. Trump responded by stating to the effect, wouldn't that be great? I believe that. You believe that happened? Yeah. Now, whether uh, Stone actually talked to Assange 
we don't know. Yeah. Uh, he could have easily been puffing up you his can, chest. Because and Stone being is a liar. Stone's also. Stone cannot, is a guy who. Stone would, is Cohen. Stone, Stone would lie to Trump to to raise his position mm-hmm. in the organization. So I don't know if Stone is lying or not. He may have. He may not have. But I do believe that Donald Trump is the guy who would have gotten on the phone and uh, with Stone and he would have said, hey, man, I just talked to Julian Assange and. And I can give you all the details, but uh, something's coming out on Donald uh, on uh, on Hillary. Wouldn't that be great? And that fits what happened in the timeline. It mm-hmm. it fits with him. Remember the press conference he gave. It said, "Hey, some things are going to be coming out." Remember that in yeah, the last oh, yeah. few days, mm-hmm. the things are going to be coming out. So yeah, it looks like that. Also, it fits to me. Remember the only thing at that time that Trump Trump's team. They say not Trump, but Trump's team, and I believe this with between Stone and Manafort, it may have just been Trump's team, and Trump just saying, hey, just take care of this. Let's just make sure we're friendly. Um, remember, the only thing they cared about in the platform was, being, was going soft on Russia's policy for the Ukraine. You remember? I do remember that story, yeah. And so that's Some all happening that. in the same week that this is. Is it going to matter? No. It didn't matter then. It won't matter now. Uh, just to point out, that does contradict uh, Stone's, uh, the case, the government's case against Roger Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his text messages, he kept repeatedly saying that no one from the Trump camp was uh, listening to him as far as Assange's emails. Uh, he said he was reaching out to a guy that was unnamed, but we all know now that it was Steve Bannon. Um, that was his contact. It was never directly with the president, according to his text messages and the the federal government's indictment. But he kept saying, I, "I'm reaching out to tell uh, uh, Steve Bannon this, but he's not listening. No one will. No one will listen to me on this." And, and again, you have to understand. You have to put Roger Stone in context. He very well could have been lying on all the text messages too. Mm-hmm. He lies all the time yeah, that's all no... he does so you can't really it's hard to get it's it's interesting because we talked about this as as people surrounding trump during the campaign a lot of them are since you know sincerely problematic people that lie all the time in a way that inoculates trump here because mm-hmm. you can't trust any of the insiders yeah <laughs> any of them that have accounts against donald trump are so untrustworthy and been shown to be so untrustworthy so many times you can't believe any of their claims yeah even when they're texting about things that are bad for them or good for them, there's always a, an agenda behind it. Remember, it was it was Nixon's attorney that, that said under oath, like on a day like today, when they really didn't have anything. And he said under oath, I think the president has been taping our conversations. Well, soon as that came out, then they started looking for the tapes. Right. And then that that's why Watergate, Watergate broke apart, was because of of Nixon's attorney testifying and testifying that he thought the president was making tapes. Uh, but those guys didn't have any credibility either. They had no credibility. Well, Dean had more credibility than Stone or Cohen, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. <laughs> but they all went to jail as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, VPN technology. Quickly, Jason, you're a security guy. Tell me, tell me why you should have a VPN. So a VPN basically lets you be invisible to people that are trying to surveil you. 
So, like, it'll if people are trying to say, I want to get all that information on Glenn, but he's using a VPN, they'll think that they're getting they'll think they're getting information on you, but they're getting information from a server in Sweden or something like and that. And it's not just like people are after me. It's it's Facebook and Google and right. everything else, right? Yep. And it's yep. also ha- like people looking for your personal information, right? Like not right. not just because you're Glenn Beck or whatever, but just because you might have money or credit card numbers or anything that people can steal yep. and use. How important is VPN right now? Uh, it's imperative. If, if you're not using it, you're just wrong. <laughs> so wow. so it's, dare it's, you. it's amazing. It's amazing to it's amazing to me that you and I were talking about who do we trust? Who do we trust for a VPN? Who can yeah. possibly trust that is is going to provide a VPN that you know they're not also trying to sell right. your information? Right. Uh, that's why Norton is so important. We have selected Norton Secure VPN. It's the, one of the most trusted names in cybersecurity, and now they have it for three dollars and thirty three cents a month. That's where it starts with an annual uh, subscription. It, it's really easy. All you do is you download the uh, app. You put in the password once, and then you're connected, and it works on your phone and in your tablet and everything else. Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN. Go there now. Become, become a part of your future and make sure that your future is secure. The first step, Norton.com slash VPN. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so is there any any disagreement where where I've come down on this that I don't think any of this makes a difference? So far, no, I, I I don't think so. Total right. distraction. Yeah, no need to worry about it at this point. Um, so the next is Mr. Trump is a racist. We're going through Michael Cohen's testimony, so you don't have to. Uh, so My- Michael Cohen says that Mr. Trump is a racist. The country has seen Mr. Trump court uh, white supremacists and bigots. You have heard him call poorer countries s holes. Uh, that would be a uh, uh, S H I T holes. Yeah, 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 um, the reason I say that is because I'm fascinated by CNN right now, who just like a little child that has a free pass to use a naughty word on TV continues to say the full word every time. Like, there's okay, the first day, maybe you have an argument to use the full word so people know what it is. I, it's been six months since this accusation came out or more, and they still, on morning television, are saying the full word. They just, like, love the idea that they get to say this, this swear word on TV, and it's embarrassing. Okay, next up. Uh, he once asked <laughs> if, I could, if, uh, if, if I could name a country. This is Cohen speaking. He once asked me if I could name a country run by a black person that wasn't an s-hole. Uh, United States of America. This is when Barack Obama was president of the United yeah. States, as he notes. United States of America. Right. I, I mean, I'm, I wasn't quizzing you to see if you could name one. I'm right. saying this is I Michael know, Cohen's accusation. I, mean, <laughs> I could have said under Nelson Mandela, uh, no. South Africa. The point here, though, is not whether you can come up with one. The point is that that's the way Trump's thinking. Yeah. However, again, it's Cohen's word means nothing, nothing. to me. Nothing. nothing. Michael Cohen's word means nothing. That's the, no. the download here. Uh, next up, he says, while we were once driving through a struggling neighborhood in Chicago, he commented that only black people could live that way. Does again, he if, he, tape? if he had a tape of that, that would be pretty freaking significant. Uh, the fact that he doesn't means it means nothing because it's Michael Cohen speaking Zero. and Michael Cohen's word means nothing. Zero. Next up, uh, uh, he told me that black people would never vote for him because they were too stupid. If they have a tape of that, uh, that would be a huge deal. Uh, He doesn't. It's Michael Cohen's word, and Michael Cohen's word means nothing. 
He's also right? said that if he was ever going to run for president, he'd run as a Republican because Republicans no, are too that's stupid. Not a real quote. Note, right? Right. right? No, yeah, that's not true. But that is that's out on the internet and everything else. He's also said that. Well, has he? No, he hasn't. That's a that's a hoax. I mean, so again, how do you know what's real or not without a tape? Well, yeah, and I, and that's yeah. even going away right now. At least tape. the tape proves it right now. I mean, right in a few now. years with AI and deep fakes and such, it's Two not years it won't make a difference. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's the racist stuff. Those are that's the extent of the accusations on the racist stuff. So I mean, really, what you have is Michael Cohen recounting three conversations or comments from Trump, which in which he has absolutely no evidence of. Really, seemingly by his own word, he does won't outline evidence of for some of these things. None of the racist things he has any evidence for. No, it it will make a difference. Only to people like Kamala Harris. Do we have the audio of Kamala Harris yesterday being asked, do you think that Donald Trump is a racist? President Trump a racist. Well, look, when you talk about his statement on that, when you talk about him calling African countries S-hole countries, when you talk about him referring to immigrants as rapists and murderers, I don't think you can reach any other conclusion. So yes. you definitely yes. would agree that he's a racist? I do. Yes. 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 You're telling me that Haiti isn't a crap hole. I mean, it's had uh, a lot of problems. Yeah, it's had a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying why it's a crap hole or anything else, but it's a crap hole, and and there are really good people trying to help Haiti out, so it's not a right. crap hole anymore, including their new president. But I mean, if we can't if we can't recognize that there's some real crap hole countries. Uh, Iran is one. Uh, you know, I don't. Do you want to live there? Because I don't. Yeah. I think if you think of it, do you want to move there? Yeah. And if you, if your answer is no, I mean, it's not. A, that doesn't make a, you a racist. It's it a, makes it's a, you right. Truth teller. Look, there are places that are crappy in the world. China is crappy. Not Beijing, but China. Not Hong Kong. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right. I want to tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Relief Factor is a way to um, get your life back. What do you want to do? Do you want to play tennis? You want to go for a walk? Uh, you want to start jogging again? You want to pick up that football? When I was young, I could throw it over the mountains. Uh, whatever it is that you want to do again, but you can't because you're in pain, Please try Relief Factor. I want you to go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call them at 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. It reduces inflammation in a natural way. Try it for three weeks. If it works, order more. If it doesn't, you're out $20. But if it works, you get your life back. And 70% of the people who try it, it works. Relieffactor.com. Now's the time to subscribe to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Beck. If you use the promo code Beck, you're not going to believe this. You're going to save $10. It's a miracle. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So glad that you're listening. Thank you for joining us. We're going to be talking about the Cohen testimony as it begins here in about 35 minutes. Pat Gray is joining us now. There is uh, there is some, something that's really interesting. This whole system is already beginning to fall apart. 
even before it has really even been fully implemented. And that is now with transgender. The the truth is that women and men are built differently. <gasps> That's science. Wow, did you I hear know, that? I know. On the I know. radio, we wow. said it. Uh, yeah, I did. Wow. I did. Yeah, so they're built <laughs> differently. And now who's suffering? The girls in school. The girls who are losing their, mm-hmm. their uh, scholarships to go to college, they're losing them to guys who now are transitioning to be women because they're faster runners. And they don't think that's fair. What a surprise. In Connecticut... It happened uh, with two gr- two girls, two trans girls, in one race. The top two winners were both transgender. I mean, so it's really starting to affect women's sports, and they're not happy about it. And when they speak out about it, they get beat to a pulp because you're not supposed to say anything. They just kicked Billie Jean King out of the, I don't know, the clubhouse. Martina Navratilova. No, Billie Jean King. Too. Billie Jean too? Yeah, Billie Jean King this week. Wow. Martina Navratilova. Last a, week. Last week. Yeah. So they are... That's um, a, that's incredible. And here's, I mean, these are people who stood... They were pioneers. They were... This is like kicking Martin Luther King out of a civil rights group right. today. Mm-hmm. Right. And believe me, if Martin Luther King were alive, they would kick him out. Mm-hmm. It's probably true. First yeah. of all, he was way too religious, that guy. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Reverend before his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and he talked a lot about personal responsibility. I mean, he talked a lot about being uh, not colorblind. Yeah. It's wrong now to be colorblind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait a minute. I thought that was the point. You thought wrong. Yeah. And, and gender, no, no, gender is about identity and feelings. Feelings. It's something races. Morris Albert sings about. That's yeah. not what you're supposed <laughs> wow. to base gender on. Right. I remember that. Good, <laughs> Come we, on. I remember watching, because we were talking about this. What are, What's the difference here between gender? Like, we're describing something, right? There are mm-hmm. organs on a person, and that's what we're describing. And they mm-hmm. seem to be describing something else. And we were watching, uh, this is when Pat, we were on Pat and Stu, and we watched a clip about Ellen talking about it. And she said, uh, gender is a feeling you have in your brain. Mm-hmm. Or in your heart. That's right. And it's like, well, that, that, no. oh, I mean, no. just talking about your feelings may have value, but I don't think it has if, value in this conversation. Well, wait a minute. Doesn't. If that is true, fine. Then we need to use science and talk about the body, not your feeling, right. when you're competing with sports. Yes. You're only right. hurting the girls. You're hurting the girls. And, and this is proof positive um, that. Socialism will never take hold. You'll have to kill millions of people because socialism, as I'm going to explain in my CPAC speech, has nothing to do with fairness or justice, has nothing to do with it. Okay, that's not its goal. That's the goal of the free market system. That's the goal of a constitutional republic is justice as close Mm -hmm. as we can get to justice. Here's what's happening. Americans are fair. Americans are open. Americans are, do not want to judge their neighbor and somebody who lives differently than them. For the most part, there are bigots on both sides. Okay. But for the most part, people are like, look, man, you want to call yourself a chick? Call yourself a chick? Whatever. If you want to live like mm-hmm. a woman, fine, do it. I don't have a problem with that. However, when it starts to affect me and my life, then I have a problem. 
And as you should. Right. And as it is now starting to trickle down into all of these kids that said, no, I'm for fairness. Well, yes, so are conservatives. So are constitutional libertarians. We are for being fair and open and decent. But once it starts to hinder your life and your rights, you don't have no one person has a right to trample on the rights of another. And by competing, if we're going to put men and women in the same sport, fine, then it makes no difference. But we separated it because Americans knew scientifically men and women are built differently. They just are. And you have to reject all science to think differently. And so we separated them so it would be fair so the girls could win. What are the girls saying now in Connecticut? They're pissed. They're losing out on scholarships. It's just unfair. And they say they know what the outcome is before the race is even won. Yes. Uh, before Before they even start... They know those people are going to win because they're built as a man. And so they're going to win. And they said every race, it's the same. Why are we even racing? Yeah. And, and these are the kids who have mm. been taught their whole lives that they should be inclusive and they want to be. They should be diverse and they want to be. And then they get to this and <laughs> they're finding out that now there's some problems with all of that. Yeah, yeah. we want to be inclusive and we want to be diverse and all those things are great. But there's also fact. Mm-hmm. There's right. also science and region, reason and logic. And it's not logical for these, you know, these are identifying as women, but they got a man unit in their pants. Right. That makes it different. <laughs> it does it. Testosterone. You know what? It's different. Right. That, that, the man unit, besides the testosterone, doesn't matter. It's the muscle mass and the bone well, yeah, structure. Yeah, but it's because they yeah. have a man unit right. in the past. Correct. So they have a different Correct. muscle structure. And, Correct. And, and this is Correct. why we don't have kids making these decisions. They eat paste, right? Like, this is not... <laughs> and Tide Pods. <laughs> yeah, Tide Pods. Thank you. <laughs> yes. It's like, you know... Uh, I got news for you. It's it's not kids making this decision. Those are adults that have been making these decisions. Right, yeah. but the kids have been grown up, yes. are growing up under those conditions where yes. that is now just and the they, truth. They've and bought into all that they, stuff. They've bought into it. Uh, but now it's affecting them. Yeah, I mean, I, so I, it, you know, go, kind of goes back to what I believe is the uh, the light in the life of, of one Pat Gray and the Pat Gray Unleashed program, which is liberals eating their own. Mm-hmm. And you watch uh-huh. this kind of go mm-hmm. on. It's fun. It is fun at some <laughs> level. Uh, but I mean, like, you know, we talked about this a while ago. I mean, RuPaul got in trouble for saying the word tranny. Yes. RuPaul. Jeez. We played the clip of Patton Oswalt. I don't think we have it around uh, anymore, but of him, a progressive guy, going off on this and saying, can you believe, I mean, this is a guy who who blazed paths uh-huh. uh, he's a guy who's on logo which is like the you know the gay cable network for you know gay programming he was had a big show on that network he is a guy that everybody knew as a cross-dresser and someone who embraced these progressive values now he's becoming a victim because he used the word tranny which is not even okay for him to use uh, it goes so far Can so fast because there's no principles here it's all a moving target it's all emotion and it's all emotion let me ask you this Anybody noticed who one of the speakers is at CPAC? Glenn Beck? Well, no. Van Jones. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Van Jones. Oh, I didn't know that. Jones. Which is an amazing <laughs> world. Glenn Beck and Van Jones on at a stage CPAC. at CPAC. That's <laughs> fascinating. Wow, the Not world together, changes. But, uh, so, wow. so here's, here's the thing. What's he talking about? The I'm sure he's talking about justice. justice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And working together. And here's the thing. He's an outcast. 
Of the left. Of the left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's an outcast. The guy was a communist. (laughs) He's an outcast. (laughs) The guy who I said 10 years ago is the most radical guy in the administration is not radical enough and is speaking at CPAC. (laughs) Holy crap. So incredible. It's incredible. So incredible. And with the transgender thing, you know, all across the nation, everybody's trying to figure out how to deal with it. In Texas, there's a rule that you've got to compete uh, under the gender that's on your birth certificate. So that caused a problem because a girl who wanted to compete with boys and she's on the testosterone hormone treatment uh-huh. so she's stronger and more agile and and dominating in women's wrestling but she had to she wanted to compete against the boys that wouldn't let her in in connecticut it's different it's mm. it's the gender with which you'd identify and, and you it, get to compete in texas are they doing the hormones because of a transition or is it because, yes, of, a because of a transition condition? Because of the transition. So they can't, because like, you wouldn't normally be able to use, let's say, steroids, right? Right. Because and they would, make the exception for the transition for the trans- person. And that's, again, yep. where the issue stands. <laughs> yeah, right. You shouldn't be again, able to. Yeah, again. It's a chemistry it's just, issue it's here. A if they're taking yeah. these things really for any reason, I mean, I think mm-hmm. you'd feel bad if it was for like That's a, why you get kicked out of Major League Baseball for mm-hmm. taking testosterone. It makes you stronger and faster. Yeah, it's Lance a, Armstrong, it's really, right? Was, right? That was part of his situation it's as really, well. really, truly amazing how... The effects are so clear and and are going to pile up faster and faster once you start rejecting science. Once you reject mm-hmm. science, I mean, that's why that's, you know, that's the meaning behind my last book. It's science and it's dismantling absolutely everything in our society. You once you start to dismantle science, you can't go to the moon anymore. Because. Two plus two equals five. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, what? You can't do anything. Our whole world is based upon science and empirical evidence. Now, nothing is. Nothing is. And isn't it fascinating that they used to throw that around at us, that we're the science deniers? And now it's the Democrats who are denying science on whether a fetus is a human being and whether a baby whether is a, a human baby is a human being and it's not what's in your pants that decides it's how you feel in your head that decides your gender what no it isn't no it isn't now to be american if you want to say you're a woman and you're a man because that's the way you feel mm-hmm. and you have a gender issue okay Go ahead. And I might even call you ma'am because I don't need to hurt your feelings. I don't need to prove anything to you or whatever. I, I don't, you know, it depends on how deep this goes and if I, how much I have to, you know, um, honor your delusion. I'm, I'm not going to go down that road. But to be polite, I'm living next to a, to a guy who dresses like a woman. I'm going to tell my kids, yeah, he's got some gender issues. Uh, you know what? But he's our neighbor. We love him. Just be polite, you know, say, good morning, ma'am, or whatever. Okay, (laughs) Mm -hmm. let's just be Mm -hmm. cool with each other. Americans want to live that way. They just don't want it forced down their throat. And that means they don't want somebody saying, you're gay, 
No, you can't love another person of your gender. You can't do that. You can't do that. They don't want that either. They just want, oh, you're gay. Oh, you're living with another person of your gender. Okay. Kids, that's homosexuality. We think it's wrong. They think it's right. Okay, move on with your life. That's what America wants. And for some reason, um, there are others. Well, I don't need to say for some reason. For reasons of power and control and manipulation, they must have us all think alike. They must have us toe the line. Whatever that line is today, it'll be different tomorrow, but we must all learn you toe the line. That's the end of America. That's the end of the American experiment. That's, a, that's the end of everything we are as a species. That's what this battle is about. And we are at the end of this battle. Now, it's going to go on. If they win, it's going to go on until they are thwarted a hundred years from now, maybe longer than that because of technology. But that battle will continue one way or another. But we are about to be put in a cage. I mean, I, I don't know if you realize 5G, that decision is being made right now. They are building uh, a, a, a rat trap. China is building a rat trap. We are at the we're at the height of the Cold War with the missiles. And we don't even know it. Nobody's even talking about it. In the next 6 to 18 months, places like Germany and uh, Britain and Australia, they're all deciding whether or not, yeah, we can have Huawei technology for our 5G. If that technology is put in, China rules all information. They have access to every every single gas line that runs around the world. They win every war before a bullet is ever fought. And what are we talking about? We're talking about Cohen. Get your priorities together, America. Science matters. Facts matter. All right, I want to tell you a little bit about Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Uh, most people buy... buy, uh, buy uh, I got, uh, Good speaking skills. Thank you. Mm. Most people buy blinds uh, because they're selling their house. Right, which is weird. Why not enjoy them while you're in the house? Right. right that's the whole point of improving your home. Everyone waits yeah. to, you know, three months before they're going to sell their house. I'm going to do all these improvements. Yeah. Do them while, you, while you're still living there so you yeah. can enjoy them. Enjoy it. So anyway, um, blinds are the cheapest way to totally transform the look of your, uh, look of your home. Uh, blinds.com slash Beck is a way to do it really inexpensively. Save a lot of money. You get all of their specials. Plus, you get an additional, I think it's 5% off when you use um, my name, B-E-C-K, blinds.com, promo code Beck. They're going to help you pick out the right blinds. If you don't know, they've got somebody that's going to FaceTime with you or Skype with you or you know whatever. You can just send pictures of your uh, room or your house, and they'll help you pick out the right thing. They're going to save you a buttload of money. And if you're selling your house, going to help sell your house. If you're just wanting to enjoy your house, they're going to make it so much better. Blinds.com, blinds.com slash Beck. Go there now, blinds.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I could not be a more committed 
progressive, feminist, pro-gay, pro-transgender person, but I cannot keep up with the glossary of correct terms. Patton I'm trying. I want to help, but holy it's like a secret club pass where they change it every week and then you're in trouble. That's not the word we use. Just, it was last week. I have hemorrhoids. My ass is falling out. I want to help. I know I'm an old cis white but don't give me because I didn't know the right term. RuPaul, RuPaul got into for saying tranny. Oh! <laughs> Amazing. They're eating themselves, and it's a joy to watch. You're listening to Glenn Beck. American Financing. Uh, they want to um, give you a loan. Mm. Put you into the right loan. Let's say that they're not selling you anything. They're helping you. They work for you. They are the people that go out and they search after listening to you on exactly what you want, what your financial status is, how much you want to borrow, how much you can afford to spend without any rose colored glasses. Then they go out and they look at all the loans and they bring them all back to you and say, we recommend this one. That's what AmericanFinancing.net does. And they can close fast as 10 days. They can get you pre-approved in 10 minutes. Call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them today. AmericanFinancing.net. Sorry about that. of entertainment and enlightenment. We have a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hurry, hurry up, hurry up. We've got a lot to get to this hour. Uh, We've got uh, testimony happening right now with the Oversight Committee. Why this is happening while our president is in major negotiations. Why? Well, because this is not a legal proceeding. This is a political proceeding. Michael Cohen, a completely... Uh, discredited witness now suddenly has a lot of credibility with the Democrats and we're going to hear his testimony uh, as we go. First let me start here. This is the Glenn Beck program. Jason says there's already fireworks. He's listening to it so we don't have to. Uh, already fireworks in this? Already fireworks. Congressman Meadows is like just lit up the uh, uh, oh, Congressman Cum- Cummings. Oh, yeah, 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 Cummings. He's uh, he's talking about um, how they didn't have enough time to respond. They were like CNN and Politico had this before we did his, te- his testimony. So they're trying to get it delayed right now. This is crazy. Uh, anyway, Car Shield. The guy, the guy has no credibility. He really doesn't. All right, carshield.com. Listen, if if you have a car with 5,000 to 150,000 miles on it, it is a car that no longer has warranty. You need a warranty because one thing goes wrong, God forbid, it costs you a thousand bucks. Yeah, out of nowhere. Not money you had planned to no, spend. And nobody has that. No. Nobody has that. So the last thing you need is a big car repair. So I want you to call 1 800. Car 6100. Car 6100. Call them now 
Now it says on my copy, 6,000. Can we please get this right? Because it is 6,000. Are you sure? Okay. Okay. Then they, cha- then they change their phone number. Okay. It's 800-CAR-6000. 800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code BECK uh, or just go to carshield.com. They are going to make sure that you have 24-7 roadside assistance if your car breaks down. You have a rental car if your car is in the shop. That you don't have to pay the mechanic and then wait for somebody else to pay you. They pay the mechanic. They'll get your car fixed. It is peace of mind at its best. 1-800-CAR-6000. 1-800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code BECK or go to carshield.com. Okay, so what are they voting for now? They're voting to to postpone or not? Yeah, to, rather to to continue with his testimony, and it's going purely partisan lines right now. All the all the Democrats just voted, and they said yes, he should. And now the Republicans are voting, saying no, he should not uh, do his testimony. They want time, more time, to look through his testimony and rip it apart. That's what they said. Okay, now though they had the was is his testimony the opening statement? Y- yeah, that's his opening. It's twenty. It's twenty pages 20. long. <laughs> just I mean, get on with this nonsense. Just, I mean, yeah, can we get it, it over with? It, I just want this. The, I want the report to come out. I want this just to go away. How long do we have to deal with this? I mean, the twenty pages are filled with a bunch of accusations that, uh, if true, could be significant. However, they are not significant because Michael Cohen's the one saying them. There's evidence for some of them, and those, I think, are worth reviewing. Um, but we went through about half of them before. Maybe we can go through the rest if you want. Yeah. We going, we're going through Michael Cohen's testimony so you don't have to. Right. So bring this up. Jason's going to listen to it, um, but bring it up just a little bit. And if there's something significant where he starts to talk and, and he's into one of these significant places, then we'll, we'll bring it up. Okay, so uh, he has made, he's going to make today several allegations um uh against donald trump yeah we went through some of them that he made racist comments with no backing no evidence at all of them uh things about uh whether he talked to russia he claims there's a phone call that happened as jason pointed out in hour one it disagrees with the case against roger stone uh that this call ever occurred but uh, he's claiming it but again with no evidence the fbi says that didn't happen but cohen is saying it, it it, it did. It did. Uh, he goes on to talk about Mr. Trump being a cheat. This is what he says. As previously stated, he's giving three years of President Trump's financial statements from 2011 to 2013, which he gave to Deutsche Bank, uh, to inquire about a loan to buy the Buffalo Bills and, and to Forbes. These are exhibits he actually turned in. In my experience, it was Mr. Trump inflating his total assets when it served his purposes, such as trying to be listed among the wealthiest people in Forbes. And deflating his assets to reduce his real estate taxes. This is there was a big New York Times investigation about this. I think it was last year. Um, you know, if he did do that, especially in some official way to lower his real estate taxes, that would be obviously a serious issue. Um, most of the accusations in the Times piece were very old. You know, going back to the eighties. Yeah. Um, so I don't well, know that they didn't have anything. anything there. They didn't have anything new. That's that's why, and that's why they're saying. You know, release the tax the tax papers so they have something new to go off of mm-hmm. to see how he manipulates things. If indeed he does, uh, also he is pu- giving them two newspaper articles side by side that are examples of Mr. No Trump way. inflating and deflating his assets. Again, he's we, got newspaper articles. He's got two of them, and he's placed them side by side. Again, Glenn, I would wow. ask you: Does any of this make a difference nope. so far? Nope. 
Um, again, most people have made their mind up on, on Donald Trump, yeah. and they're not going to move either way. Here's another one uh, that we've heard. Uh, hang on of- just a sec. I, I want to say this. On income tax especially, nobody's going to be surprised if a real estate mogul from New York City manipulates his tax return to not pay taxes. Should he? No. Is it illegal? Yes. Should he maybe, you know, get the full burden of the law and have to pay for that? Yes. And a fine, probably. However, this is getting Al Capone for income tax evasion. Exactly. Remember, this is supposed to be an investigation about whether Russia influenced the election. This is is nothing new and and nothing major. Uh, Mr. Trump directed me, Michael Cohen, to find a straw bidder to purchase a portrait of him that was being auctioned at an Art Hamptons event. The objective was to ensure that his portrait, which was going to be auctioned last, would go for the highest price of any portrait that afternoon. The portrait was purchased by the fake bidder for $60,000. Mr. Trump then directed the Trump Foundation, which is supposed to be a charitable organization, to repay the fake bidder, despite keeping the art for himself. Now, the part of that that's there's part of it that's just embarrassing if you're paying if you're trying to get a bidder to bid up your own painting. Mm-hmm. The other part of that though is more serious, which is taking charitable f- funds and directing them for something that you purchase for yourself. That's not something you're really allowed to do. It was a um, charitable event. You pay sometimes you pay way too much money at a charitable event because it's your way of of giving. If he has that um, you know, in the bylaws of the Trump charity that he can, you know, he can go out and, and bid on things uh, and, you know, and give that money to charity. That's a charity gift. Now you're getting something in exchange, but it's a stupid oil painting of you. Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, I, I think it's I think it's slimy and it probably shouldn't be, probably can't be done. But again, I don't think that's yeah. worth impeachment. No. And I think, again, like, I don't think anyone took the Trump Foundation seriously as a charity. I mean, it was a, right. if nothing else, a PR, you know, it was a way Correct. to get Trump P- good PR when Correct. he was a businessman. It's got, still got nothing to do with these larger picture that we're really concerned Correct. about as a country. Uh, though it may, it may wind up getting him a fine. I you're mean, it's So possible. far you're telling, uh, telling America um, on the things that you say you have evidence on, uh, you're telling America... Pretty much what America already knows about Donald Trump. He is, he's an ego guy driven by ego. He, he's slippery with all of the facts. Mm-hmm. He, you know, fudges things here and there. Yeah. He hires dirtbags like Cohen. Yeah. yeah, we know it. We're monitoring the, uh, the testimony as well. Jason, and, uh, is there anything going on that we're missing at this point? Anything interesting? No, not really. Uh, uh, Congressman Cummings is doing his basically his opening statement. He uh, he said that um, the first thing he came out with was he talks about the payoffs to the women. That's the first thing he led off with. He also said that look, the credibility issue is a is a valid question. But he said the reason why we're justifying this is because of the additional documents that Cohen is going to release today. Okay. That's why he's saying that's where they're at now. All right, uh, going on his testimony with Mike, from Michael Cohen against Donald Trump, trying to figure out if anything here is going to change any minds. Uh, It says, it should come uh, to no surprise that one of my more common responsibilities was that Mr. Trump directed me to call business owners, many of whom were small businesses, that were owed money for their services and told them no payment or a reduced payment would be coming. When I advised Mr. Trump of my success, he reveled in it. Um, And yet I continued to work for him, quoting uh, Michael Cohen. Now, we have heard this from several people that have worked for Donald Trump or done business with Donald Trump in the past. This was a business tactic of Trump. 
Trump would call, have Cohen or somebody else call up a business and say, yeah, I owe you $100,000, but you know what? X, Y, and Z, I'm not doing it. I'm giving you 50. And people would have to either fight back against Trump and say, no, you're paying me my entire amount, or they would have to take it. And it was not a it was not a thing where he was um, it was his hard nosed business tactic, right? Like he thought he could get a better price. Afterwards. That's a scumbag business tactic. Whether it's a, a honorable thing or not is no, it's a, not an it's honorable not. thing. I, I don't but think, listen but. again when it's, I when I said in New York, you know, look at the guy who can get things done here is Donald Trump. You want a building built? You want the Freedom Tower built? Give it to Donald Trump. He'll have it built in six weeks. <laughs> you don't want to know what he had to do to get it built. I mean, that right. that's true today. You you admire him for, um, uh, you know, finding every single loophole and exploiting it to the max. It's, it's not the way I want to live my life, it's why, but that's what he is. That's what he does. It's why a lot of people like the emergency declaration and why a lot of people don't exactly like the emergency right. declaration, right? Exactly it's the same right. thing. And by the way, he wrote about all this in his book. I mean, yeah. this is all <laughs> stuff he's new. acknowledged yep. as far as generalized tactics. So um, far, nothing changes anything. I, it, Michael Cohen will say, I am giving the committee today a copy of the $130,000 wire transfer from me to Mrs. Clifford. That's the That's Stormy Daniels. Attorney, during the closing days of the presidential campaign, that was demanded by uh, Daniels to maintain her silence about her affair with Mrs., uh, Mr. Trump. Um, she, he does go on to say, I, uh, Trump asked me, Michael Cohen, to pay off an adult film star with whom he had an affair and to lie to his wife about it, which I did. Lying to the First Lady is one of my biggest regrets. She is a kind, good person. I respect her greatly, and she did not deserve that. Whether you believe Michael Cohen actually ha- is having a, m- a moral moment or oh, I care not, about that. Uh, I, you know, I, I mean, can't. again, if if all of that is true, does that make a difference? I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, you can't trust legally, Michael Cohen at all. Yeah, but legally, even if he wrote the checks and all of that is true, well, if he if, if again there is an issue with campaign finance, that could be a problem here. Uh, they will certainly go after it and try to make it into a problem. I for think him. if he used his own money, wasn't it? Was it? I can't remember now. Right. Was it that he used his own money was a problem or that he didn't use his own money was a problem? Well, Cohen is providing two checks, one from Donald Trump's personal account and one from um, the Trump organization. So at least it kind of doesn't matter. They kind of came from anywhere. The question is, is his intent to hide the payments uh, for a campaign use? Again, I think it's a stretch with the law. Can you can you can you bust somebody on that? Yes. Uh, do you have to? Probably not. People get away with things like this all the time I mean, look, in campaign finance it's not, world. As, as much as I think it should be illegal, if you're paying people off to keep quiet uh, while you're running for a campaign, I, I, think that's, I think that's bad news. But I don't think that's against the law. If you're using campaign yeah. money to do it, you, I don't think you can, right? Right, Well, because that would be... a. a, a so the problem is if he didn't, if he used campaign money and didn't disclose it, is the biggest problem. Right. Uh, which, of course, he obviously the whole point of this was not to disclose it. So he didn't right. do that. We know. The question is, where did this money come from? There's no, by the way, signs that it came from the campaign. Right. But that, you know, still there are very strange lines around that. Again, I don't think anybody's position has changed. Those who hate Donald Trump hate Donald Trump. Those who like Donald Trump like Donald Trump. So far, nothing in his testimony. Which, by the way, we're 20 minutes into his testimony. Well, and uh, Cummings is still talking. This is why we didn't start start exactly you at the beginning, right. because he's just blabbing on with a bunch of nonsense <sighs> right. right now. We're going to get to his testimony here in just a second. First, 
Let me tell you um, personal information that you send and receive online, like passwords, credit card numbers, private photos, financial statements, tax returns, maybe conversations with your attorney. Uh, a cyber criminal can grab all of that stuff at a public Wi-Fi. That's hunting ground for them. Hotels, airports, any place with public Wi-Fi. Th- there's somebody looking to find you and grab the information off of your uh, off of your computer. That's why Norton Secure VPN exists. One of the most trusted names in consumer cybersecurity is Norton. Norton has developed Norton Secure VPN. It is a virtual private network that's on your laptop, your phone, your devices, everything. You log in once. You download the app. You log in once, and you have access to a virtual private network. Nobody is going to be tracking you, Facebook or, you know, bad guys. A virtual private network now from people you can trust. Go to Norton.com slash VPN. That's Norton.com slash VPN. Do it right now. It starts at about three thirty-three um, a month for an annual subscription. This is something that every American needs. It's Norton.com slash VPN. Ten seconds, station ID. Quickly, give me an update, Jason, on what we missed, and then we'll take a little bit of the hearing. I think Jim Jordan is speaking, so we want to take some of that. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty entertaining, actually. He's saying that this is going to go down in history as your first called witness uh, is a liar to Congress. So he's, he's really coming strong on uh, this, is, this is purely partisan. Uh, Nonsense. Uh, and, and, yeah, there, there's no reason why a, a, a liar should be the first person you called in your committee. It's- He's saying the whole thing's orchestrated by Lanny Davis, who is a known Clinton ally and has been for, yeah. for a very long time. Uh, so that's where this is, is. Can we pick up a little bit of the hearings here uh, with Jim Jordan? Star witness in the hearing. And there's a reason this is the first, because no other committee would do it. Think about this. With Mr. Cohen here, this committee, we got lots of lawyers on this committee. This committee is actually encouraging a witness to violate attorney-client privilege. Mr. Chairman, when we legitimize dishonesty, we delegitimize this institution. We're supposed to pursue the truth, but you have stacked the deck against the truth. We're only allowed to ask certain questions. Even with that amendment you just told us about, well, Russia's now on the table. You initially told us we can't ask questions about the special counsel, can't ask questions about the Southern District of New York, can't ask questions about Russia. Nope. Nope. Only subjects we can talk about are ones you think are going to be harmful to the President of the United States. And the answers to those questions are going to come from a guy who can't be trusted. (laughs) Here's what the U.S. Attorney said about Mr. Cohen. While Mr. Cohen enjoyed a privileged life, his desire for ever greater wealth and influence precipitated an extensive course of criminal conduct. Mr. Cohen committed four, four distinct federal crimes over a period of several years, He was motivated to do so by personal greed and repeatedly, repeatedly used his power and influence for deceptive ends, but the Democrats don't care. They don't care. They just want to use you, Mr. Cohen. You're their patsy today. They got to find somebody, somewhere to say something so they can try to remove the president from office because Tom Steyer told him to. Tom Steyer last week organized the town hall. Guess where? 
Chairman Nadler's district in Manhattan. Two nights ago, Tom Steyer organized a town hall. Guess where? Chairman Cummings' district in Baltimore. The best they can find, the best they can find to start this process, Michael Cohen. Fraudster, cheat, convicted felon, and in two months, a federal inmate. Well, actually, they didn't find him. Lady Davis found him. I'll say one thing about the Democrats. They stick to the playbook. Remember, remember how all this started. The Clinton campaign hired Perkins Coie Law Firm, who hired Glenn Simpson, who hired a foreigner, Christopher Steele, who put together the fake dossier that the FBI used to go get a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. But when that whole scheme failed and the American people said, we're going to make Donald Trump president, they said, we got to do something else. So now, Clinton loyalist, Clinton operative Lanny Davis has persuaded the chairman of the Oversight Committee to give a convicted felon a forum to tell stories and lie about the president of the United States. So, so they he, can all start. Here's the thing. And, and, and Jordan has credibility with me. Um, I don't know where he stood before on Cohen, but <laughs> he's generally a good guy and generally uh, cares about the truth and uh, the system. But I, I will tell you this. The Republicans don't have any leg to stand on either. They loved Cohen when he was defending the pro uh, the president and he had no credibility then either. Yeah, I, I like Jim Jordan, but uh, Lanny Davis did not discover Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen was yes. in the organization for a very long time. That's why we know Correct. who he is. And he was Correct. on television, being sent on television to defend the president for yes. a very long time. And a lot of people liked that. And he was a liar then. He's a liar now. Um, there's just there's just not a lot uh, to say. It's now 26 minutes into his testimony. He hasn't spoken a word. This is exactly what you'd expect from from this. Jason, what are we getting here? We got about a minute before we have to go uh, to break. And we're going to come back with more of the testimony. So uh, Jordan was just, he, he yielded his time over just prematurely, but then he was like, oh, wait a minute. And then Cummings was like, no, no, you yield your time. And he's like, but I have a motion. And he's like, no, not going to let, not going to hear your motion. You're done. And then Jordan's like, oh, that's how you're going to operate. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so, getting fiery. <laughs> it's just like, this is, this is the show, right? <laughs> this is a, it's a big show for both sides to get out their arguments and say that they're, you know, trying really hard and tough. And like, look, Jordan's correct here. Cohen is uh, has zero credibility. Zero. I mean, he has... I mean, it's really less than zero. The guy has been lying basically in every time you've ever seen him speak has been a lie. So to bring him in and act as if he's credible now is completely disingenuous from the Democrats. And it was also disingenuous from the Republicans when they were treating him credibly back in the day. You know what's amazing to me is we have actual issues going on. Uh, presidents in North Korea. North, or in Vietnam, Vietnam. Talking about North Korea. I mean, that's going on. We are special forces this week. It was found out are now training for uh, operations against China and Russia and de-emphasizing the Middle East and terror. This started because of China and Russia. And there's nobody talking about that. This is not about actually finding any truth and anything that is going to help the American people. This is a political, and you said it right, show. All the world has become a stage. And we're just watching a show while the real moves are being made by Russia and China and the financial and tech centers. What are we doing? 
What are we doing, America? Wake up. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to put all of these people, all of them, into a Liberty Safe and then forget the combination. I think, <laughs> I think we could, I, if we could just, we have to figure out a way to make one big enough and then, I don't know, we put piles of it just says free money you can spend and no cameras and then they'll all be lured in to like this giant politician trap and then we close the liberty safe on them and then we'll just like through the air holes just lower in food occasionally uh no, i never thought of air holes yeah i'll consider it anyway liberty's <laughs> liberty liberty safe you're gonna put air holes in and then lower it down into what the ocean that's no, I said I was going to lower down food into it, as oh, I said. I don't, I don't think that's what you're going to say. Finish your stupid commercial. Right now, Liberty Safe has a sale at your local Cabela's. Local Cabela's has the best-built safe on the planet. Liberty Safe. LibertySafe.com. More of the testimony with Michael Cohen and all of his super truth coming up on the other side of the break here on the Glenn Beck Program. Ben Sass coming up in the Glenn Beck program in just a few minutes. Uh, we are listening to Michael Cohen uh, deliver his opening statement. He's currently talking about who he is, um, a loving that is father. Why my and my first instinct has always been to help those in need. Yeah, his first mom, instinct comes dad, because of his mom I am and dad. Sorry they, I let you down. They were survivors of the Holocaust. As the many people that know me best would say, I am the person that they call at 3 a.m. if they needed help. I proudly remember being the emergency contact for many of my children's friends when they were growing up because their parents knew that I would drop everything and care for them as if they were my own. Yet last fall, I pled guilty in federal court to felonies for the benefit of, at the direction of, and in coordination with individual number one. For the record, individual number one is President Donald J. Trump. We're this, aware of that. This, yes. yeah, I mean, this is to admit yeah. that I was motivated by ambition at times. It is even more painful to admit that many times I ignored my conscience and acted loyal to a man when I should not have. Sitting here today, it seems unbelievable that I was so mesmerized by Donald Trump that I was willing to do things for him that I knew were absolutely wrong. He was he was mem- mesmerized. Reason, he was he was hypnotized. Family, Can you, I mean, listen to, to this. Government and to the American people. Accordingly, let me now tell you about Mr. Trump. I got to know him very well working very closely with him for more than 10 years as his executive vice president and special counsel, and then as personal attorney when he became president. When I first met Mr. Trump, he was a successful entrepreneur, a real estate giant, and an icon. Being around Mr. Trump was intoxicating. When you were in his presence, you felt like you were involved in something greater than yourself that you were somehow 
changing the world. I wound up touting the Trump narrative for over a decade. That was my job. Always stay on message. Always defend. It monopolized my life. At first, I worked mostly on real estate developments and other business transactions. Shortly thereafter, Mr. Trump brought me into his personal life. The reason why we are monitoring this, by the way, is not because we believe him. I don't believe him. I didn't believe him when everybody on the Trump campaign told us to believe him. This guy is a very bad guy, but you should know the worst that they have. This is where they're starting with this guy. Uh, you know, you usually, usually don't open up with uh, a liar and a, a discredited figure. You start with something that you really have and you're excited to share. Everything that we know of, he has very little evidence except, oh, well, I saw it firsthand. He is capable of being loyal, but he is fundamentally disloyal. Donald Trump is a man who ran for office to make his brand great not to make our country great. He had no desire or intention to lead this nation, only to market himself and to build his wealth and power. Mr. Trump would often say, this campaign was going to be the greatest infomercial in political history. He never expected to win the primary. He never expected to win the general election. The campaign for him was always a marketing opportunity. I knew early on in my work for Mr. Trump that he would direct me to lie to further his business interests. You know, here's what's interesting, to say Stu. This is the problem with our society right now. Without any evidence, this guy is getting out and saying all of these things. And... For me, these are the things I was I was saying about the Trump campaign. He's just it's marketing. He doesn't expect to win. Blah, 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 blah. Um, And I was saying those things. So his testimony appeals to the worst part of me that says, yes, see, see, he's saying what you thought. Mm -hmm. But that's the problem with our society. We are either not watching or we're watching based on how it makes us feel and this is how cnn is watching right exactly they're, right they're saying oh he, yeah he said this racist thing in a car with michael cohen i believe it because right. that's what i believe because about that's him. what i believe yeah. you can't take this guy no. for, for for any reason you have no reason to believe this guy except he has evidence on some things however right. the things that we already knew occurred like the payments to stormy daniels he does have evidence of some of that stuff but it does not seem to be that he has evidence of anything new. He has claims that I have not heard before, but those claims are not backed up by any evidence. Correct. So we want to see what he, what evidence he does have. Yeah. Um, uh, but all of the stuff that you're listening to, whether you are cheering for it or you are jeering, don't do either. Don't do either. You, you, here's the race. Here's a racist. Listen to this. Court, white supremacists and bigots. Oh, have he may be swearing here. You may want to pull this down. Pull this down. Pull this down. Pull this down. Because there is a swear word in this uh, his testimony here. What's he saying? He's say, talking about the um, crap hole countries, um, mm-hmm. in which he says the full word in the testimony. I don't know if he's going to say it for sure here, but I don't want I don't want our stations to get it. He did he say just, the full he thing. He just said it. Okay, bring it back. You're up. welcome, stations. You're welcome. And while we were once driving through a struggling neighborhood in Chicago, 
he commented that only black people could live that way. And he told me that black people would never vote for him because they were too stupid. And yet, I continued to work for him. You believe that? Mr. Trump. I don't believe his. I don't believe it either. I don't believe his. Uh, As previously I feel really stated, bad about what I've done. I'm giving to the committee today. He just has a new goal. Three years of Mr. Trump's personal financial statements from 2011, he's only, 2012, he's and 2013. He's only changed sides because he, which he ran gave to his Deutsche race. Bank. To inquire you about know, a with loan Donald Trump, as far as he could run, Buffalo he got into trouble. He's now trying to save his These butt, and this will help a, him sell books. One B and one C to my testimony. It was my experience that Mr. Trump inflated his total assets when it served his purposes, such as trying to be listed amongst the wealthiest people in Forbes, and deflated his assets to reduce his real estate taxes. I'm sharing with you two newspaper articles, side by side, no. that are examples of Mr. Trump inflating and deflating his assets, as I said, to suit Shut his financial up. interests. So in other words, These are exhibit two. he'll make himself look good to some people for some times, and as then I if noted, it's in his, I'm giving the if, it's, if it's a benefit of him... <laughs> He'll say the opposite? Shut up! I mean, if it's taxes, though, is the benefit that yeah, could be Yeah, if it's taxes, issue, right. then show me the tax records. Right. And that's Having what he's saying. Say he says he has these, backing it up with two newspaper articles. He did say also that he has uh, several years of financial statements that he gave to Deutsche Bank. Um, so that is something that people, I'm sure that will be of interest of the Democrats here. Oh, especially with Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank is a, a lot of shady stuff going on there. A lot of shady stuff. Uh, money laundering bank with the Russians. At least that's what they say. Mr. Trump directed the Trump Foundation which is supposed to be a charitable organization, to repay the fake bidder, despite keeping the art for himself. And please see Exhibit 3B to my testimony. And it should come as no surprise that one of my more common responsibilities was that Mr. Trump directed me to call business owners, many of whom are small businesses that were owed money for their services and told them that no payment or a reduced payment would be coming. When I asked Mr. Trump, or when I told Mr. Trump of my success, he actually reveled in it. And yet, I continued to work for him. I bet you reveled in it as well. Mr. Trump is a con man. So are you. He asked me to pay off an adult film star with whom he had an affair, and to lie about it to his wife, and you which did. I did. And lying to the First Lady is one of my biggest regrets, because she is a kind, good person, and I respect her greatly. I don't believe any of this. That. Tommy Knuckles could be giving this same testimony, and I'd look. You're a mobster, man. You're a mobster. I don't believe a word of what you're saying. All of this stuff may or may not have happened. You can't take a word this guy says. I mean, you want to talk about the, uh, you know, shadow of a doubt. I'm looking for the pinhole of light. (laughs) Right. It's like victory or death. With Cohen, it's evidence or nothing. It's either he has evidence or you shouldn't even hear the words he's saying. To avoid any money being traced back to him 
that could negatively impact his campaign. And I did that too, without bothering to consider whether that was improper, much less whether it was the right thing to do or how would it impact Okay, so far, nothing, nothing new. We're going to continue to follow this. Jason's going to follow it in the break. And then we have Ben Sass on the other side, so stand by. Uh, first, let me tell you about 23andMe. My family got our results back last week. Uh, they've, they came in one at a time each day. We checked the Internet, and it was, it was fun as a family to do this, unlocking the, the code to our, uh, our family and to see what uh, each of us have. And, and some of the traits, some of the traits are, are really bizarre, and I don't know how they do this. We should get them on to talk about how they figure out the traits because they're, they're right. Um, 23andMe can uh, access personalized insights based on your DNA. They have 125 different genetic reports, health traits, and so much more. When you see your reports, you can take the next steps by talking to your healthcare provider or make informed decisions to for better uh, day-to-day lifestyle. They they there are a few things that you have to check, you know, you click on, "Hey, do you have this?" You click on it and it takes you through like five pages of understand that this, you know, you could talk to your doctor, it doesn't mean you have this, blah blah blah. Those are scary to check on. Luckily, my family didn't have any of those things. 23 and me. Register your sample now. Get your personal 20, uh, 23andMe account. Receive your personal online report in just a couple of weeks. Get your DNA kit now at 23andMe.com slash Beck. That's the number 2323andMe.com slash Beck. 23andMe.com slash Beck. Do it now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It is only Wednesday, and this week already, Democrats voted against protecting newborns who were born alive so the doctor or their parents could kill the child. Now those same people who want us to be able to kill baby bring, bring us a con man, convicted felon, and perjurer to try to tell us this person can be trusted. We have to hear the truth. Ben Sass is here. What is the state of the American soul, Ben? Oh, Glenn, that's too big for a Wednesday morning. Uh, <laughs> Monday, Monday night in the Senate was a, was a shameful disgrace. I mean, I, I remain optimistic about the pro-life movement in the long term so for I. a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, but one, one of the basic ones is there's a lot more imaging technology in the world. And what mm-hmm. we find is as people see more 3D images of what's happening in utero, uh, they recognize that a baby's a baby. The pro-baby position and the pro-compassion position, the pro-science position actually are all the same one. Yep. So I'm optimistic, but America's soul on display, at least through its supposedly greatest deliberative body, Monday night was tragic. So, Ben, what does this say to I I think and I don't know where the cutoff is with God, but I believe in an American covenant that was started with George Washington and that he will withdraw his protection. And, And I think some of that has been withdrawn slowly. But when we can't say, hey, we're not going to kill newborns. And everybody knows that's infanticide. Uh, I think that's I think God withdraws from that. What does that say about the Democratic presidential uh, uh, candidates? I mean, what's going to happen to the Democratic Party when they embrace the worst possible position and say, yep, we're okay with that? 
Yeah, I mean, so let's distinguish between one really big point and then a smaller political point. But the the first and bigger point, bigger than politics, is it shouldn't be right versus left to affirm human dignity. Um, When we believe the American experiment is premised on the idea that everybody's an image bearer, that that God created people with dignity and with rights. Government is not the author or source of your rights. Government is just our shared project. It's a tool to secure rights that we've already been given by God. And you have to affirm universal uh, dignity to understand what America's about. That is not Republican versus Democrat. It should be bigger than that. Now, the much narrower political point is there's so much broken tribalism in our country that we're not having a conversation that pretends the 320 million of us are in anything together. And so you had 44 Democrats out of 100 people in the U.S. Senate vote against a resolution Monday night that was really just condemning infanticide. I'm as pro-life as they come, and unapologetically so. But our bill Monday night wasn't actually about abortion. It didn't touch Roe v. Wade. It didn't have anything to do with abortion access. It's about babies that have already been born alive. And we had, I think, six Democrats. I was floor manager Monday afternoon en route to the vote. And I think we had six Democrats make speeches, and four of them were just filled with blatant lies, talking about health of the mother and the second trimester, mm-hmm. and debates that are messier than what we're actually talking about here. Their, their stuff had nothing to do with the bill whatsoever. They were making up stuff that isn't anywhere in the text of the bill at all. And I think they think they can get away with lying like that simply because they know that America's tribal enough that people only listen inside their own silos, and they're not going to be called to account because they're talking to people who already agreed with them. That's how a republic dies. We're ben, supposed to believe some stuff in common. Ben, uh, I, I can't thank you enough for making this stand and pushing and, and standing tall on this and firm. Uh, we are, we're behind you, and we support you on this effort and many of the other efforts. Uh, you are a guy who possibly can bring us back together and as strange as this may sound abortion in the end may be one of those things that brings us back together because the left has gone so far uh they're in the territory of a jason movie almost senator ben sass thank you so much for joining us back in just a minute you bet You're listening to Glenn Beck. Let me tell you our spotlight here is um, on uh, Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock is something that Stu has and Pat has. These guys both brought it to me off air going, did you know about this? This is the most incredible thing ever. Once you do your homework and you realize how vulnerable your actual title is to your home, um, and nobody's watching it. No insurance covers it. No bank covers it. Nobody's watching this. Mm-hmm. There's one company that can stand there at the vault where all of America's titles go in and they're held. And then when they are changed, they come out through the same vault door and home title lock is there. So if your title is going in and out, they immediately call you. Hey, did you did you sell your house? <laughs> no. Uh, OK. And then they take care of it for you. It really just comes down to whether the thief chooses you or not. It is at this point. If you're not protected, they can really do this easily, uh, you know, and get away with it for a long time. For a long time. And the longer it sits, the worse it becomes. HomeTitleLock.com. Make sure your family has this. Make sure your kids have this if they own a home. Make sure your parents have this. Get your hundred dollars search for free when you sign up at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Okay, we go back to the uh, Cohen testimony here. 
Uh, and it's it's getting ridiculous. I'll give you the update and then the testimony coming up. So the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. Well, Jason's all ready to go. He just was ready to start with what the update, what's happened in the last few minutes with the uh, with the Cohen hearing. We'll give you all of those details and then we'll pop in and and listen to something that it, it's amazing to me. As I said, Ben Sass a minute ago, here's a here's a party that last week voted against saving children who were born alive. And they did it through lies and deception. Then today, those same people who were fine with killing babies bring us a felon, uh, a con man, a perjurer, a guy who's lied to them, and they say, you should listen to this guy. (laughs) It's a circus act. And we begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. All right. uh, I want to tell you about um, realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com was started because you need to know that the person that you hire to buy or sell a house knows exactly what they're doing, knows your area, um, knows all of the other real estate agents, knows what your home is worth, knows what the new home is really worth, has done the paperwork has the years of experience. We had um, uh, a possible sale on our home here recently, and um, the guy bought the home. We went through all of it. We went to closing, and the guy didn't show up with any money. The night <laughs> before, yeah, I know. The mm. night before, we were looking at a rental house because we had to move in right away. He wanted to move in in two weeks. And so, he, and I was afraid this rental house was going to go, and my my real estate agent that I trust said, don't do it. Don't sign on this. I know it's tomorrow. I know it all looks good, but uh, it's just after the years of experience of doing this, something's not right. Don't do it. Wait until we close tomorrow. Thank God. Thank God. You have to have a real estate agent that knows what they're doing. Realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're buying or selling a home, do it the right way. Do it with somebody who has values and principles just like you. They're all fans of the show. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Jim Jordan is now taking on uh, Cohen and uh, and really mocking him, talking about Twitter accounts. and yeah. What's he saying exactly? Bring, Cohen, how bring, long did... How long did you work for Donald Trump? Approximately a decade. Ten years? That's correct. You said all these bad things about the president there in that last 30 minutes, and yet you worked for him for 10 years? All those bad things, I mean, it's that bad. I can see you working for him for 10 days, maybe 10 weeks, maybe even 10 months. But you worked for him for 10 years. Mr. Cohen, how how long did you... uh, how long did you work in the White House? I never worked in the White House. And that's the point, isn't it, Mr. Cohen? No, sir. Yes, it is. No, it's not, sir. You wanted to work in the White House. No, you sir. You didn't get brought to the dance. Sir. And now? I was extremely proud to be 
personal attorney to the President of the United States of America. I did not want to go to the White House. I was offered jobs. I can tell you a story of Mr. Trump reaming out Reince Priebus because I had not taken a job where Mr. Trump wanted me to, which is working with Don McGahn at the White House General Counsel's Office. Mr. Cohen, office. you work for the sir, President. Sir, one, one second. All right. What I said at the time, and I brought a lawyer in who produced a memo as to why I should not go in because there would be no attorney-client privilege. And in order to handle some of the matters that I talked about in my opening, that it would be best suited for me not to go in. And listen to every this. president Isn't he hanging himself here? Cohen, here's yeah. I because I didn't take I the job because of attorney-client privilege on all the things I just years. told you about. Didn't get a job in the Wait. White House. Wait, <laughs> what? And now, and now you're, you're behaving just like everyone else who's got fired or didn't get the job they wanted, like Andy McCabe. Like James Comey, same kind of selfish motivation after you don't get the thing you want. That's what I see here today, and I think that's what the American people Mr. Jordan, all I wanted was what I got, to be personal attorney to the president, to enjoy the senior year of my son in high school and waiting for my daughter, who was graduating from college, to come back to New York. I got exactly what I want. Exactly what you want? want That's right. I received exactly what I wanted. Gentlemen, time has expired. Ms. Washington Schultz. <laughs> oh, gosh. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. She's still around? Yeah. Mr. Cohen, oh. thank yeah. you for being here today. S- still with Poodle As you likely hair. know, I served as the chair of the Democratic National Committee at the time of the Russian hacks and when Russia weaponized the messages that it had stolen. But I want to be clear. My questions are not about the harm done to any individual by WikiLeaks and the you Russians. You lost your gig because of it's this, It's about the... Point that out. <laughs> Nothing America, to do with me. And no. our I'm going to accuse you of not of not doing something bad because uh, you didn't get a gig you wanted. But of course, I also did, lost my gig because of this exact Trump same thing. No motivation there. Of the Russia WikiLeaks release of the DNC's emails. It's, um, it's a, I can't. I cannot answer that in a yes or no. He had advanced notice that there was going to be a dump of emails. But at no time did I hear the specificity of what those emails were going to be. But you do testify today Again, that pointing he had out advanced that that phone call from their, Roger Stone contradicts release. Stone's personal communications. That's, that he had never had I contact with the president and barely could and get contact with Bannon. Out. Just wanted to point that yes, out. Ma'am. Did Mr. Trump likely share this information with his daughter hey, Ivanka? Stop for just a second. Don't I think it's really important that you understand what Cohen is saying. And he is going against what the FBI said happened. The uh, the FBI said Cohen, he couldn't. He was frustrated. He couldn't get access to the president. So he never told them about the WikiLeaks thing. He could only get a hold of Bannon. And Bannon would say it. Now, Cohen is saying that he heard a phone call from Stone explaining, hey, WikiLeaks is going to do this thing. So are we expected to believe the FBI or Cohen or Stone? I mean, is it possible? It's possible, right? He could have been he could have been communicating with the president through other means, right? A different phone number that the pre- that the FBI didn't get a hold of. You know, I'm sure what the FBI looked at was his his cell phone and his text. Possible, but that doesn't explain Stone's frustration. 
Right, unless unless he's you know lying, which he always is. And Again, also, I, I wouldn't say that I think that there's any evidence for Cohen here. This is Cohen's word, and I should always dismiss Cohen's word. I, on its I own. will tell you between Stone, Cohen, and the FBI, I'm going with the FBI. Absolutely. So um, uh, you have to believe one of the three, or don't believe any of them. And if that's the case, then turn this thing, the whole thing off, because it doesn't matter. If this is the kind of of evidence that you have. Now, the other thing is, he talks about this Trump Tower, which she's going at. He's always said, I didn't know anything about the meeting of Trump Tower. But there's a new thing where he says, oh, I, I did know about it, but I didn't know I knew about it until much later. Listen to this. So he said the reason why he knew about the Trump Tower meeting is because he recalled that at one point he was sitting in the Oval Office and Don Jr. walked up behind the Oval Office desk because he said, remembers, that was odd, and said, the meeting is on. And then Trump said, good. Good, let me know how it goes. Okay, notice there was no mention of which meeting or the content of anything. Well, it was just the meeting it was is Russia. on. The meeting is on. My understanding Nothing. is in 2017, Donald Trump only had one meeting. Yes, that's right. Um, and uh, this right. was it. Uh, so <laughs> okay, I think... So, so here he is now. He's currently giving uh, testimony about conversations about yeah, Russia. Need to I understand, but you have a that. tremendous amount of experience. Given Mr. Trump today. is all about winning. And and he will your, do what is necessary within your which to opinion, win. And experience, would he have the potential to cooperate or collude with a foreign power to win the presidency at all costs? Yes. Based on what you know, wow. would Mr. Trump? I mean, I don't. Or did I don't, he? Why should lie I believe him? About but colluding wow. and coordinating with the Russians at any point during the campaign. So, as I stated in my testimony. I wouldn't use the word colluding. Um, was there something odd about the back and forth praise with President Putin? Yes. But I'm not really sure that I can answer that well, question. Um, what the hell is that? Collusion. I thought it was, was odd too, but campaign. that's not. Um, call me up to testify. What the hell does that mean? We all thought that was odd. Yeah. There's just. So many dots that all seem to lead to the same direction. Before my time expires, Mr. Cohen, the campaign and the entire Trump organization appeared to be filthy with Russian contact. There are mm -hmm. Russian business contacts. There are campaign Russia, Russian contacts. There are lies about all of those contacts. And then we have Roger Stone informing the president just before the Democratic National Convention, that, these, that WikiLeaks was going to drop documents in the public arena that we knew at that point were hacked and stolen by Russia from the Democratic National Committee. The gentle lady's time has expired. You may <laughs> answer her inquiry. My, my question is, Quickly. given all those connections, is it likely that Donald Trump was fully aware this is a political show trial Russia this is a russian help make sure show trial this is the kind of trial you get in russia let me say that this is a there's no evidence at all by the house he, select and the senate select intelligence committees and so i would rather not answer that specific question other than just to tell you that mr trump's desire to win would have him work with anyone 
And one other thing Including that I you. had said uh, in my statement is that when it came to the Trump Tower Moscow um, project, it was worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and we never expected to win the election. So this was just business as usual. All right. I need to take a quick break because uh, they're going to switch to a Republican. And real quick, we'll get back to it in, in, in a minute. First, let me tell you about American financing. If you uh, have not yet purchased a home, you might want to consider it. Home prices are going down. Rent is going up. If you're going to be a renter and things happen the way I think they're going to happen, renting is going to cost you more and more and more and more money. Um, you also want to make sure that your loan that you have, if you've gotten it a while back, please refinance it um, if you have an adjustable rate because these rates are not coming back and the rates are going to go up. And as they go up, that will compound and you might not be able to afford the house that you're living in and trying to sell it in bad times is going to be bad. So please Find out your options right now. The people I trust is American Financing. I have personal experience with these people. I really like them. AmericanFinancing.net. Go there now, AmericanFinancing.net, or call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American pos- Finance. Go ahead. Sorry. American Financing Corporation, yeah, yeah. NMLS 182334, org. Thank you, Jeffy. As if that was really you. Here's our 10-second station ID and then back to the hearings. All right. From uh, Tennessee, we go now to... Congressman Green, he's a Republican. Next couple of topics say that I can ask Mr. Cohen about the president's compliance with financial disclosures and campaign finance laws, but didn't Mr. Cohen on two occasions break campaign finance law with his own donations? So again, the majority party star witness on the president's compliance is a guy who broke compliance laws himself. Mr. Chairman, you graciously allow us to ask questions of Mr. Cohen on the president's dealings with the IRS and tax law. Your star witness here broke the law with regards to the IRS at least five times. He pled guilty on cheating on his taxes, lying to the IRS. He's the best witness you got. (laughs) Next up, with the permission of the chairman, I get to ask Mr. Cohen about his perspective on the president's business dealings. Let me get this straight. The witness lied to multiple financial institutions to get loans to pay off other loans just to keep himself afloat, and he's going to be the expert on business practices. Obviously, Mr. Chairman, the witness may produce documents that he suggests incriminates the president, yet he lies to banks. All of those lies were done on fraudulent documents, documents that he forged. Nothing he says or produces has any credibility. Apparently, he even lied about delivering his own child, which his wife had to correct the record. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, how on earth is this witness credible? He's not. With all the lies and deception, the self-serving fraud, it begs the question. I have to tell you. What is the majority party doing here? If I, if this were Michael Cohen, if I were Michael Cohen, he will say whatever. Me, I'm not saying him, me. My reputation, my word means so much to me. I think I would leave that 
room because he knows all of that stuff is true that he just said. I would have a hard time not putting a gun in my mouth. My, I would realize the gravity of what I have done. I have destroyed the only thing that is truly mine, and that is my name, my reputation. There's not a person in the world that should believe me. You'd have to believe that you were in very dark moments, for sure. Really dark yeah. moments. I wouldn't make, if this personally, is, me, I would not make it through that. If this moral transformation is real, and he said this, uh, Cohen has said that, that he's been in very dark places. Uh, whether that's true or not from him, I just don't think you can trust him. No, I can't either. I can't either. And I don't see, and, and, and everybody treats it differently. So I, I, I don't yeah, want to you're judge a man's personally, heart. Of course. Um, but I don't see remorse from him. Physically, again, everybody reacts differently. So I don't want to judge the man's heart, but who's paid my expense to be here today? I paid my expenses. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to yield the remaining of my time to uh, the, the ranking member. Mr. Cohen, how many times did you talk to the special counsel's office? Seven. Um, did they talk to you at all in preparation for today's hearing between the seven times you talked to him prior to your sentencing? Uh, have you had any conversations with the special counsel's office between sentencing and today? I'm sorry, sir. I don't understand your question. You talked to him seven times. That's in the sentencing uh, uh, memorandums that were in front of the court back in December. What I'm asking is have, how many times have you talked to the special counsel's office since then uh, up to today's appearance here in Congress? The gentleman's time has expired. You may answer the question now. That one question. I'm sorry. I don't have the answer to that. Mr. Maloney. I don't have the answer to that? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And uh, Mr. Cohen, in, in your, your 10 years of uh, working for Donald Trump, did he control everything that went on in the Trump organization? And did you have to get his permission in advance and report back after every meeting of any importance? Yes. There was, there was nothing that happened at the Trump organization from whether it was a response as the Daily Beast story that you referred to, ranking member, that did not go through Mr. Trump with his approval and hmm. sign off, as in the case of the payments. How many, how many times did the President, Michael, uh, ask you or direct you to try to reach settlements with women in 2015 and 2016. Yeah, I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't, I don't have the answer to that. I'd have to go back and try to recollect. It's certainly the two that we know about. And uh, <laughs> Is it more than two? Why, why, more why than do two. you think the president did not provide the accurate information in his 2017 uh, financial disclosure form? What was he... Uh, trying to hide. He corrected other forms, but he didn't correct this one. The payment on the reimbursement of the funds that I extended on his behalf. Uh, can you elaborate more? Well, going back into the story, as I stated, when we, Alan Weisselberg and I left the office and we went to his office in order to make the determination on how the money was going to be wired to the IOLA, the interest on a lawyer's account, uh, for Keith Davidson in California, I had asked Alan to use his money. Didn't want to use mine, and he said he couldn't, and we then decided um, how else we can do it. And he asked me whether or not 
I know anybody who wants to have a party at one of his clubs that could pay me instead, or somebody who may have wanted to become a member of one of the golf clubs. And I also don't have anybody that was interested in that. And it got to the point where it was down to the wire. It was either we, somebody wire the funds and purchase the life rights to the story from Miss Clifford. So look at that. Or it was listen going to, this. to end up being sold look to at how television. And this guy, would how much he had to go through to get a hundred and what is it, one hundred fifty thousand dollars? Mm-hmm. How how many hoops he had to look, but he can't recall in two years how many times how many times he had to jump through those hoops. Yeah, he certainly wanted to make you think it's more than two. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. It may the answer is probably zero. It may be ten. Well, it's but definitely you don't. It's definitely two, and you don't answer that. The way he did. You just don't. You could say, Madam, I I don't know. It's more than two, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. Instead, he said, it's definitely two. Well, that doesn't help anything. That just is you're creating the illusion. Yeah, illusion that it could be 17. Right, but no evidence that it's 17. Dylan Howard and others, where they would contact me or Mr. Trump or someone and state that there's a story that's percolating out there that you may be interested in. And then what you do is you contact that individual and you purchase the rights to that story from them. All right. Uh, okay. We're going to take a quick break here coming up in a second. I mean, and by the way, that question came from Miss Maloney, which which rhymes with baloney. I don't know if you... Wow. That, see, they, no one, you're not going to get that on CNN. No, you're not going to get that on cover CNN. that. No. You know, MSNBC ignoring it. <laughs> they won't even have the balls to say. They don't have the balls to say that. Here's... Uh, Baloney Maloney. Oh my with gosh. Her question. Wow. Yeah. You, you pushed the buttons you. of Washington Thank you. today. Glenn. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, why not join in the circus? <laughs> You're listening to Glenn Beck. I'll talk to you a little bit about X Chair. I'm going to uh, CPAC, BNR DC Studios, on Friday during the show. I have heard rumors that uh, there is a brand new X Chair waiting for me. Actually, I don't know if I'm going to make it on Friday. I have to give the Friday CPAC speech um, an hour beforehand. Uh, maybe I, they may be sending something up at Radio Row at C- C- CPAC, but we're supposed to go back to the D.C. studios. But I guess the vice president is going to be arriving uh, around the same time. And uh, there could be some traffic. <laughs> no, they're saying that not only traffic, but the, the, I was there last time. Um, I was there. I think the vice president came, and it just goes in lockdown. Nobody's leaving. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so get an X chair. It is so comfortable. It is so great. You get a free footrest. You save 100 bucks. Check it out for yourself. Promo code Beck, xchairbeck.com, 844-4X-CHAIR, xchairbeck.com. Do yourself a favor. And you can see Glenn uh, in uh, D.C. on the show tomorrow, uh, or in, on Friday at least, uh, if you go to blazetv.com slash Beck. The promo code is Beck. Hi. The worst. I'm so disappointed in you, Stu. Are you? These are important questions. It's really important questions. And you just, you fail to see the important, you have Ms. Norton. Yeah, hi, okay. I just want to say uh, the, the Access Hollywood tape, 
Yeah, uh, that that uh, had it's a lot an important of, thing. You, this is a congressional hearing. Had a lot of hits uh, on the website. Yeah, and it uh, shut down the the newspaper y- servers. It, it did. It set a record for a lot of hits in a, in a lot of short access time. Hollywood. And that was a tape that was out for the people to uh, hear and see. And what is your and what's your question? And people went on the internet, which is a series of tubes that creates information <laughs> and collects it. Like a bank tube, and it goes from uh, one side of one side of your computer to the other, and then over to your neighbor's computer, and then continues to go down your street until it leaves your street and goes into the center of town. At that time, uh, is uh, then able to be passed along to other areas of the country through the tubes c- carried by small hamsters who walk the information to the computer that you're designing. Uh, uh, uh. Yep. Mr. Chairman, I would just ask <laughs> that the gentlewoman is is please instructed to shut up. She's hurting our case. I mean, you have this big moment in front of national TV. This, you know, Michael Cohen. You have a very short amount of time, and she's legitimately praising the web stats of the Access Hollywood video. Well, because she because mm-hmm. Cohen needed to say Hope Hicks asked me to call the networks and spin the Access Hollywood tape. No, oh, he's working. He's for working the for the president, yes, and they're running for. Do. Of course, he's spinning. <laughs> Who was surprised by this? That's, Go that's, ahead, bring bring right. bring this in. The Access Hollywood Access study, Hollywood in terms study. of impact on the election, <laughs> I was concerned about it, but more importantly, Mr. Trump was and concerned. That was about my it. next question. What was the president's concern about these matters? becoming public in October. What do you think? This is so ridiculous. What was the... I don't think anybody would dispute this belief that after the wild fire that encompassed Uh the Billy Bush tape, Uh that a second follow-up to it would have been um, pleasant. And he was concerned (laughs) with the effect that it had had uh, on the campaign on how women were seeing him and ultimately whether or not he would have a shot uh, in the general election. And so you negotiated the $130,000 payment. Um, that had nothing to do with The $130,000 number was not a number that was actually negotiated. It was told to me by Keith Davidson that this is a number that Ms. Clifford wanted. Well, you finally, you finally completed that deal, as it were, on October the 20th, 20th. Uh, days before the election, what happened in the interim? Contemplated whether or not to do it. Um, oh, wasn't sure oh. if she was really oh. going to go public. It was again some communications back and forth between myself and Keith Davidson, and ultimately it came to either do it or don't. At which time, again, I had gone into Mr. Uh, Trump's I'd like to, office. Uh, if I could, can I go back to the Access Hollywood tape um, <laughs> that was on the Internet? Um, this was a, a diesel bus, was it not? It was run on diesel fuel, and, and, and when, when it was fueled up, it would have to go to a diesel pump, which uh, is different from the unleaded pumps. Uh, yes. Now there's three varieties, of course, of unleaded. You have the... Uh, yes, regular, can I ask the committee the, uh, member to... The Supreme. Uh, tell us so why. Why that's important Now, if you all. have a uh, membership card to the gas station, you can earn points, and those points will then refer to lower gas prices in the future. But filling a diesel tank with regular unleaded would be a, a yeah, Hang on. Here's, here's Mr. Meadows. Here's Mr. Meadows. Uh, 
to actually shed some light. H how long have you known this Pat? I'm responsible for Lynn Patton joining the Trump Organization and the job that she currently holds. Well, uh, that's, I'm glad you acknowledge that because you made some very uh, demeaning comments about the, the president that Ms. Patton doesn't agree with. In fact, it has to do with your claim of racism. She says that as a daughter of a man born in Birmingham, Alabama, that there is no way that she would work for a, for a, an individual who was racist. How do you reconcile the two of those, Mr. As neither should I, as the son of a Holocaust survivor. Wait, <laughs> Mr. Cohen. Wait. I guess what I'm saying is, is I've talked to, to the president over 300 times. I've not heard one time a racist comment out of, out of his mouth in private. So how do you reconcile it? Do you have proof of those conversations? I would ask you to Do you ask have tape recordings of those conversations? No, sir. Well, you've taped everybody else. That's, Why wouldn't you have a tape? That's also not true, sir. That's not true. You haven't taped anybody? I, I have taped individuals. How many times have you taped individuals? Maybe 100 times over 10 years. Is that a low estimate? Because I've, I've heard it's over 200 times. No, I don't think. I think it's approximately about 100 from what I recall. But I would ask so you, why would, you ask me a question, you, sir. Do you have so proof? Here's, do will, you have proof, I yes do, or no? I do. Oh, where's the proof? Ask Ms. Patton how many people who are black are executives at the it, Trump Organization. That's the not, oh <laughs> my gosh. As he said, he's not oh a good lawyer. Uh, no one ever accused him of being a good lawyer. Uh, horrible. Yeah, I mean, he just is just All right, let me go on a little bit further. Did you collect... $1.2 million or so from Novartis. I did. For access to the Trump administration? No, sir. Why did you collect it? Because they came to me based upon my knowledge of the enigma, Donald Trump, what he thinks. So they paid he, you, Sir, please let me finish. No, did they pay you $1.2 no, million dollars to yes. give them advice? Yes, they did. They, a multi-billion dollar conglomerate came to me looking for information, not something that's unusual here in D.C., looking for information, and they believed that I had a value. So how many times did you meet with them? was the insight that I was capable of offering them, how many and they times, were willing to pay. How many times did you meet with them? For $1.2 million, how many times did you meet with them? I provided them with both in-person as well as telephone access whenever they needed. How many times? Yes, sir. That's a question, I, Mr. I Cohen. I don't recall, sir. So did you ever talk yeah, to them? I spoke to them on several occasions, yes. How many? Uh, six times. Six times. Wow. $200,000 a call. Sir, I also would like to, right, I also would like I, to bring to your attention the contract. This is my five minutes, Mr. Cohen, not yours. Did you get money from the Bank of Kazakhstan? It's not a Bank of Kazakhstan. It's called BTA. BTA Bank, Kazakhstan BTA Bank. Did you get money from them? I did. For what purpose? The, the purpose was because the former CEO of that bank um, had absconded with over, it was between four to six billion dollars, and some of that money was here in the United States, and they sought my assistance in terms of finding, locating that money, and helping them <laughs> to recollect it. So are you saying that all the reports that you were paid in some estimates, over $4 million, to have access and understanding of the Trump administration. You're saying that all of that was just paid to you just because you're a nice guy. 
Well, I am a nice guy, but more importantly, oh, yeah, each I and would every, beg to differ. The, the record contract, reflects that you're not a nice sir, guy. Each and every contract contained the clause in my contracts that said, I will not lobby and I do not do government relations work. In fact, in fact, Novartis sent me their contract, which stated specifically that they wanted me to lobby, that they wanted me to provide access to government, including the president. That information, that We've paragraph seen this was crossed out by we know me how it works. We, we live through the Clintons. not lobby or do government relations work. So Novartis representatives say that it was like they were hiring a non-registered lobbyist. So you disagree with that? I don't know what they said, sir, but that the contract Have you ever contacted anybody in the administration? Yes. <laughs> To, to advocate on behalf of, of any aspect of any of your contracts. Well, I asked unanimous broad. consent, Mr. Chairman. I asked, I asked unanimous consent. The, gentleman, the gentleman's time has expired. You may answer the question. I, I, I don't know what you're referring to, sir. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Clay. Mr. Oh Chairman. Gosh. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Cohen, I'm you notice every time he runs out of time, he and you have to answer the question, he's like, I, I didn't understand. I don't know what. I, I don't know what you're talking about. are tired of being lied to. They have been lied to by President Trump. They've been lied to by the president's children. They have been lied to by the president's legal representatives. That's you. And it pains me to say that they have been even lied to by his congressional enablers who are still devoted to per perpetuating and protecting. It was amazing. We talk about this, this every day, and there's a lot of people that I've just never even seen before that are in these hearings. Like, yeah, I know. I, who's, now, I've never seen this guy before. Like no, I don't. Mr. Clay. Any idea where Mr. Clay is from? Missouri, it says. Yeah, Missouri? must be reported accurately on his federal financial disclosures and when he submits them uh, for a so, bank So let, let's just talk about this for uh, a second. Mr. Cohen, mm -hmm. you serve for nearly a decade. If I may, this has done Trump. absolutely Personal nothing but divide the nation office. into camps deeper. Uh, mm -hmm. you if you believe Donald Trump... You're you're deeper into his corner. Sure. If you don't believe Donald Trump, you're deeper with the Democrats. Mm -hmm. um, however, if you are neither, if you're just like I just want the truth, this is a this is a ridiculous soap opera. Yes. This is a soap opera that no one would believe. If you wrote it, you wouldn't believe it. You'd be like, they're not going to do that. They're not going to ask that question. Are you, are you the type that doesn't want to get to the truth about the web stats of uh, the Amer <laughs> of the bus tape Imagine with Billy Bush? That. Imagine that yeah. in a soap opera. I like that. I want to bring up the Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Access Hollywood uh, web stats. Billy Bush's career started in 1991. <laughs> no one would believe it. No one would believe it i think the 70 percent of this nation needs to just grab the 30 percent of the nation by the shoulders and say stop it what's wrong with you all right let me tell you about gold line intelligence officials their annual threat assessment recently issued a warning on increased threats to national security resulting from tighter cooperation between china and russia let me just ask jason here real quick jason 
tell me what's going on between India and Pakistan today. This is nuts. Yeah, crazy. There was a terrorist attack in Indian-controlled Kashmir, and then India um, responded back with bombing uh, camps within Pakistan. Pakistan. So now they're at each other's throats. The nuclear council in Pakistan has met. They've downed a few Indian planes. It's escalating. Perfect. Perfect. I don't know about you, but I think the world is... I think it's I think it's returning to sanity. I don't think it's going more crazy every day. Mm-mm. Did you hear about the Hollywood Access web stats? I mean, <laughs> everything makes sense. Uh, gold and silver is specifically owned by people and central banks who are gobbling it up. Uh, it's it's owned because people know when things go insane, currencies default. Countries collapse, and you better have something of value. Learn from Venezuela. What do you have of value? Gold or silver is where the world usually returns. May I suggest, strongly suggest, that you call Goldline now. one goldline one goldline No matter what is happening, think of this. Think of this circus that is going on right now. When we have the president in Vietnam meeting over nukes with North Korea. When, when the world is completely changing, Pakistan and India under fire. What is the nation focused on? What are our, our representatives focused on? A circus. Please call Goldline now. 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So the, right now they're going after Cohen, uh, the Republicans are. And they're driving towards something, and they've brought this up several times. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that they have something. Um, but Cohen is being asked to deny that anyone is paying for Lanny Davis or his attorney. He said Annie, uh, Lenny, da- Lanny Davis is just doing this for free. They said that's odd. Um, that Tom Steyer did not fund any of this. And then they were asking him a minute ago, uh, did you prepare and coordinated all with anyone in the democratic party or you know on this uh, on this committee and um he hemmed and hawed and said he didn't know what you meant uh, it took him three times to ask the question he finally said yes well i i did talk to the committee chairperson and a couple of others with the committee but that was just to coordinate uh uh things um <laughs> What you mean the what do you thing mean you asked things? you about yeah. right. what things right um so let's join this again Okay, uh, so did did you want to testify before Congress, or did he urge you to testify here? They're talking about Lenny I Davis. was asked to come here, and I am here, sir, voluntarily, because it's my you decision. You were asked by who? My question, did did he ask you to come here? No, sir. Okay, uh, because he, he, he says that he did ask you to come here, and that he convinced you, and also that he uh, did the same with... Uh, Chairman Cummings as well. So your your testimony here is that you approached Lanny Davis 
to represent you and to come here. He did not persuade you to come here. He did not persuade me. Actually, Chairman Cummings, which is part of the conversations that we engaged in with his people, as well as Chairman Schiff and others. Notice that he used he, they, he did not persuade. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he is hedging on. He approached me, or I approached him. Now this 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 Cohen thing seems appealing to Cohen to do when he can write down his words in twenty pages and not line his case. Yeah. When he's got to be asked all these questions about some things that are even unrelated, it's putting him into uncomfortable. He positions. is going to end up going to prison for a lot longer because of this. He, I, I bet you that in in very short period of time we find out that he has made more statements of perjury uh, in in his testimony today, and uh, he goes to jail for even longer periods of time. He's, I mean, he's not very smart. He's really not very smart. He's not a good attorney. He's not smart, and, you know, he may be in recovery, but he's still a dirtbag. You're listening to Glenn Beck.